0: I was told you did not vote for me, and then I find out on TV you did vote for me. That does kind of put a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth with you. But me and Aisha have that type of relationship. We've known each other for years. I'll just She knows how I feel about it, and that's that. And if we were ever to be put back in this position, I would definitely vote her out. Fears. 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 Weather. Fears. Food. Fears. This Weather.
1: It's time to stop
2: hiding in the closet. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Joey Nolfi, Entertainment Weekly's RuPaul's Drag Race reporter, here to confirm that Kenya Michaels is definitely not on this hosting panel today.
0: Kenya Michaels.
2: But we are still here to bring you our All Stars 8 kickoff episode, featuring an interview with the lovely Monica Beverly Hills later in this episode.
1: And I'm the bitch John Travolta actually introduced Idina Menzel to at the People's Choice Awards, EW News Director Jillian Serum.
2: And today we are inspecting the delicious and nutritious contents of Heidi and Closet's mouth, including these soft and supple taste buds rolling on the peaks of her tongue as we broadcast live from inside the gap between her two front teeth. But Jillian, I do this, – this brings up an interesting topic. You do have a history with famous celebrity A-list members of the dental industry, correct? Can you please elaborate on this?
1: and not getting me sued on this podcast. I will just say there is a a different reality show that has some direct ties to Drag Race as well. But uh, that the resident dentist from that show did break my crown and he will be hearing from me and my lawyers very soon.
2: Oh, I didn't mean that whole part. I just meant the fact that you just... No, I did mean that dentist, but I just meant I wanted you to say what the dentist was from, but not... not litigate your 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 alleged experience we'll have to leave this one to viewers or listeners um delicious and nutritious fantasies for uh who they can speculate this is um but jillian i i also hate to expose her this way but i think given the acai berry that's clinging to one of these impeccably maintained molars in this mouth i think we've actually entered the incorrect oral cavity I love that drink.
1: You just had to say, bring up oral on this show. Is that what's happening? Yes. On we season. Our, from our brand new season. Yes.
2: Okay. I can now confirm that we have officially survived our first oral tidal wave, <laughs> which oh. might have actually been a golden shower from our golden child. And um, actually, Kenny Michaels actually is in here with us too, surprisingly enough, alongside, could it be Madame Laqueur?
0: Kenya
2: Michaels. (laughs) Either way, let's dry off with a recap of All Stars 8, Episode 1, The Fame Games, which introduced us to our new cast, filled with some unexpected choices as well as some traditional staples. This episode didn't, however, start with the traditional All Stars 8 talent show or reading challenge. So, was this as jarring for you as it was for me? Because I so I, I was watching it and I didn't realize until we were like on the runway. I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is supposed to be the talent show. And then it started like the gears started turning. I was like, oh my God, we, th- we're we not doing what we're supposed to be doing.
1: Um, no, I noticed it right away. I had just had binged. All Stars 1 through yes, 4. Did. I was trying yes, to get did. through all of them, but I didn't make it before this. So I'm so, I mean, All Stars 1 was a different beast, but I'm so used to the reading challenge on the first episode that the second that we had a different mini challenge, I, you know, or Rue walked in without a set of glasses. I was like, oh no, we're not getting a reading challenge. So yeah. I really miss that because I love establishing right away just the the group dynamics and just the fun of hearing what they have to say to each other. We know some of these girls just had come off tour together. Some of them might not know each other. So I really was looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, the variety show too, especially for this is so many people we haven't heard from in a while or maybe didn't last as long on their season. So I really wanted to see the talent show where they're like, this is me and this is what i'm bringing to the game. I don't always like it when i think for a while people were relying on just doing a song about whatever their biggest catchphrase was, almost like remind us who they were. But i think in in most recent seasons people were really pulling out really impressive talents and it's it's i really did miss that. Although i love the multiple looks. I do like when they have done these runway uh mini challenges in yes, the past. I love but that. i i just i wanted that later.
2: Yeah, I I do think that it was missing a little bit of... uh, Some of these queens, I think, could have used the reintroduction potential that a talent show could have offered them, Um, especially someone like Monica, who did sort of... Was at the forefront of a very sort of game changing moment for trans contestants on the show. But since then, like she told us in our earlier interview, she did sort of take a step back from drag. So this could have been a really interesting opportunity for her to do something that would have reestablished her as a drag queen in front of this newer audience and she did tell us in our interview coming up later in this episode what she would have done for that talent show and that she was expecting it to be the talent show and reading challenge so she was like reading the queens as they were entering the workroom to prepare for that so she was kind Mm -hmm. of surprised that it wasn't that format either but there was also some slight alteration to the judging Or not the judging, the post-judging deliberations, because I, I feel like we usually get to see those moments in the regular episode where the queens are sort of making their case to not have their lipstick pulled. And that's all just taking place in Untucked. So that felt a little odd, too. But I mean, I guess that just makes Untucked more essential now going forward. So it's still there, but just in a different format.
1: It does, but yeah, I really I really didn't enjoy that because it it builds such suspense or drama when they are pleading their cases and you're like, oh my God, which, which case is she going to really side with? And at this point, we're now learning all about that after the fact. And I, I don't know, I almost want to like the next episode, I want to pause and watch Untucked and then pause before it reveals who she goes and goes back to the show. Just because I do really like Upping those stakes. Mm-hmm. I was trying to remember if in All Stars five and six, the two that I wasn't able to to rewatch, if they did it this way. I know that it feels like more it played out in Untucked, but I don't remember that we were completely clueless to, or that the whole deliberations were completely removed from us in the main episode. Yeah, Do I
2: don't remember that either. I, I we'll have to go back and check, but I, I'm yeah. not a hundred percent sure. Um, it just – maybe our memories are just yeah. uh, confused here.
1: If they did, I didn't like it then either. <laughs> but I but I wasn't sticking with my pausing two episodes <laughs> to get through it. So, we'll deal. Um, so, also, not counting All-Stars 7 with all winners, this season features the least amount of season crossover with only yeah. two pairs of queens were on seasons together previously. Candy Muse and La La Ree. And Alexis, Michelle, and James Mansfield, which barely counts because James was also the first outer season, so they weren't really—they didn't have like a, a season-long group dynamic. Do we like this, or do we prefer seeing groups of besties together, like All Stars two, four, and six? I have a pretty strong preference. What do you think?
2: Oh, I know. What do I think your preference is? No. Oh, I think you, what, I is not, pre- what is your? yours? I definitely know what okay, your man. preference is, but I—I uh, I don't think it necessarily. To me, I, I really don't think it matters. You know that I love a good dramatic moment and the i think that having besties can lead to that where people that come into the competition and you think that they're going to be super best friends and then they end up maybe sort of opposing that can create good drama but i also just like the dynamic of throwing a bunch of disparate people together who we've never seen interact before in the context of drag race and it's just working. And I think that the dynamic of this cast is so strong together. These, this, The casting of this season is impeccable. This group works so well together. I don't remember the last time I thought that the chemistry of an overall all-star season just clicked so well from the get-go. And this one really does. So, I have zero complaints about um, the whoever's head went into thinking <laughs> of this. Casting. I tried to make a head joke.
1: No another oral joke. Yes. Um,
2: our oral episode. God.
1: Um. Yeah. I think that I. I totally agree. Um. It's. It's the equivalent of dropping someone who reenters a different season, like a Vangie, into a completely new cast. And I really like that because I think the dynamic really does change things. Like, will yeah. Candy be as confrontational when she doesn't have. To Misha, who's equally confrontational back, or will suddenly she be the miscongeniality <laughs> – probably not – the miscongeniality <laughs> of the season. But I'm just interested, like, how fans will receive somebody uh, like Candy, who I loved in her original season anyway, but I know rubbed some people the wrong way, as she said, um, because of that dynamic. Um, and, I mean, obviously, season two All-Stars was – I do not like that season as much nope. as many fans do, and it's largely because it was just an extension of season five and Alaska yes. Talks. And I always will.
2: And your click wonder, phobia.
1: And my my click phobia. I have yeah. a click phobia, and <laughs> I just will always wonder like what would what would I think of Roxy Andrews right now if I had seen her without a single friend on a different different Roxy, cast. No
2: friends, Andrews.
1: <laughs> if roxy andrews was just a sad little loner like would she have you know come off as as villainous when it wasn't even her actually doing any of the you know villain antics or whatever and i'm completely just talking about her as a character on the season not anything about her as a person in real life but the way that that season played out to me with the ralaska talks drama i have already covered in a previous episode of binge podcast, but I mean, yes, I really like even playing field. Yeah. So instead of the talent show, we got Girl Groups, another fan favorite challenge, which just usually comes a little bit later. This time they were split into two teams, which did you notice they were alphabetical? So it wasn't even any Mm -hmm. drama. It was completely lined up alphabetically and completely split in the middle. Um, They performed either glam rock or a disco version of Money, Success, Fame, Glamour, Which I I had no idea that the creators of the show were previously a (laughs) pop duo. I had no idea that was kind of cool.
2: I just remember being thirteen and watching Party Monster and like Mm. being obsessed with this song with my friends and having no idea that (laughs) and and which they
1: also produced, right? Because I think that's on the Wow app. Yeah, so interesting. Now we know, and they but they also. It was really funny to me that they both of these groups did not seem to know what glam rock was, which glam rock <laughs> oh, is. What? I mean, it's not like death metal or whatever. Candy was like, you know, like we've got to be more like it's not Bob Fosse, but it's also not what Candy was describing. It's actually uh-huh. quite a qu- equivalent to drag, with, like very flashy boas, platforms, lots of color wigs. So that was like so funny to me that they. We're not quite clicking there. Um, but Monica seemed to struggle yeah. with the choreography, sadly. And on the main stage, she was red for being nervous and missing steps during the challenge. How does this girl group's challenge stack up? And did Monica really perform the worst
2: to you? Um, I, I I think this girl group challenge, Some I think with Drag Race recent challenges, they either register as just like so unmemorable that – I, I it's like I I, it's on the border of like I, I don't really care too much about them or they're just like super amazing and this one I think is more on the like meh the, the RuPaul yeah, revealing really Nina West hear. lip sync
1: <laughs> meh. I, I really had a hard time um, hearing their vocals because I, I went back a couple times to try to be like what did she say yeah. like only a couple of them really I mean none of them that I'm like still singing in my head other than okay no take that back. Lala Ri wanted for me. She rhymed the words <laughs> meme and melanin in a way that only Lala Ri could because she is a legend. And that was the memorable <sighs> verse to me.
2: Yes. I did feel bad for Monica though, because I think that she just cared so much that she was unable to sort of let herself go and the challenge and just be the natural performer that she is. Cause if you've ever seen Monica perform, she is incredible. And I think – and we'll get to this a little bit in her exit interview, but I think a lot of her nerves, she said, also came from the fact that she was frustrated by the overall preparation for the challenge in terms of the choreography being not – uh, she said it was disjointed, or or I asked her. I said, "So you felt like it was disjointed?" And she said, "Yes, that it it felt a little disjointed." So yeah. I think well, it that's was a combination. Hard because
1: you don't have you don't have a right like a professional choreographer. You have like yeah. the girls who are also worried about how they're doing. That's just like, or Alyssa really Edwards different. with her
2: pink clipboard. Uh,
1: yes, exactly. This we this is that. the time that we needed Laganja to finally yes. make her debut yes. as the choreographer of Drag Race.
2: Yes, as we say every season, get Laganja on All Stars at all costs, even if yes. it's just with. Stealing Alyssa's pink clipboard to be, <laughs> yes. But uh, that Hers ordeal would be green.
1: Thank you very it, much.
2: Yes, it actually would be. Uh, that ordeal might not have been the most fun for Monica, but I do love how smoothly Candy, director, producer, showrunner, muse kept things moving, asking her little questions, keeping all of the gals on task, and to my instant pleasure, strategizing with Jimbo and Heidi to form an alliance like thirty minutes into episode one, but. Jillian, wait. Do you, you? I I hear that a little a little um, birdie tells me that you have a question.
1: Okay, I just I just had an observation. And I was the only one that caught this. Like it seemed when Candy was telling Jimbo, "You cannot send me home." It looked so flirty and sexual to me. Jillian! Like they're dynamic. <laughs> Am I sensing something between these two? This is my little prediction that something's going on.
2: I did not uh i i did not read the, into that but uh we will take note of this for future episodes and i'm glad that you brought it up on our oral episode um yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> we we also saw Naisha speak not really an alliance but a commitment maybe to her personal relationship with monica into existence by telling candy that she couldn't vote for monica they did Uh, know each other for many years outside of the competition but she did end up voting for monica as we learn later and more on that in our next episode but while monica was breaking down and untucked alexis michelle also attempted to make an alliance with academy voters (laughs) as she gave a truly oscar-worthy performance when she broke down over her reception on season nine and her apprehensions about how she might be received on all stars now we know that the editors like their edit, but Jillian, was this the moment of the episode? And how did you feel about Alexis's scene?
1: <laughs> oh, no, this was this was the moment of yes. the entire episode, yes. maybe the season. Yes. Like the memes that have come out of it. <laughs> yes. Like, it's just, it's, it's great. Like, I mean, no matter what, we've had people, you know, be read for being too upset about being safe. But this was just like be <laughs> fully <laughs> sobbing over being a top um, uh, I loved it. um i did spot one thing this doesn't really change things that much but you know how i like to watch <laughs> things the fine tooth I'll, oh, miss, like, I'll miss like a major thing and then just like be focused on one of these things because i thought something was on my television and i went to like go wipe the screen <laughs> and i was like no that <laughs> black one- tell me that part there was a black mark like a like a black smudge and i was like no it's not it's it's on the actual picture so there was a like a either like an eyelash or stray makeup on on monica's face and then when she started crying and it was like on there consistently then when she started sobbing and someone handed her a tissue she wiped it and the black spot came off of her face and off of my television screen mm-hmm. and then alexis Started her whole sobbing thing and the black mark was back. (gasps) So that means that Alexis's crying actually happened before Monica's and they swapped it. I don't know if it still doesn't really change anything, but it's like a little less shady if she was like, you know, not pulling completely from Monica's moment to start sobbing after Monica was already crying. This maybe this is what got the water work started.
2: Oh, that is a very interesting tea that you found out. I did not notice the smudge, um, but, huh, I'm going to go back and watch that now. Wow, that is very interesting. What a bombshell bit of tea.
1: (laughs) This is what you come to EW's quick drag for.
2: Yes, yes. Thank you for that, Jillian. Um, I also want to make sure, though, that we discuss the Fame Games twist and explain it for (laughs) those of us. Including podcast co-hosts on this very episode, Inside Jessica Wilde's Mouth, who do not understand the format.
1: Heidi and Closet's Mouth.
2: No. Jillian, we swapped Mouths? Yes, the whole opening bit as to why I saw an acai berry, because we were accidentally in Jessica Wilde's mouth. (laughs) Okay, well, just like I don't understand where
1: we're recording from right now, I do not understand what the fame game twist is, even after watching, even after Black Spot. Two
2: episodes. Giving up your black spot yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so let me explain. So the Fame Games is a fan-voted competition that is occurring in, outside the main competition. So we will have all of the queens who are eliminated starting July fourteenth. All the fans can vote for who they want to be the winner of the Fame Games, and the Fame Games criteria is solely judged on their or you're supposed to solely judge it on their unused runway looks that they would have worn if they had remained in the competition. So that's why they showed Monica walking the runway in her net gala look at the end of untucked episode two. And they are going to do that throughout the season. So everybody, so Naisha, who was eliminated on episode two is going to be on episode three of untucked at the end, wearing her runway for whatever the theme is for episode three and monica will also be there too wearing that outfit too so we're just going to keep adding so we can see all of the queen's eliminated looks and then on july 14th they are going to open the voting to the fans and then they vote for the winner of the fame games and then the fame games winner gets fifty thousand dollars and my thing with this is this i love it i think it's fantastic i think you could see on the uh at the back of the stage that all of the queens were very excited about this too like james particularly was like yes mama like this looks very this is a good opportunity for the queens who are eliminated to win more money um and i think it's good incentive for them to keep getting i mean because let's be honest like while this dynamic is great like i think that and even some of the casts were the first to say like you look at this cast just on paper alone and you think hmm, this is an interesting choice for all stars but i think that as we the show moves forward like they did with All-Star 7 with the non-elimination format and, you know, Raja winning the $50,000 second place prize, or not second place prize, but like the separate eliminated Queens prize, we're going to see more things like this come into play to incentivize these legends like Jessica Wilde and Darian Lake to start coming back after a long time for All-Stars. But the thing that I don't understand how it's going to work is I feel like it's going to give... If we're judging solely or asked solely to judge based on unused runway looks, let's say whoever comes in fifth or fourth place overall in the whole season, assuming we have a top three, like All-Stars usually does, the person who's in fourth place is only going to have one look for people to judge for the fame games, whereas Monica is going to have all of her looks to be used as criteria. For the Fame Games, so that's the only thing that doesn't necessarily add up to me, but I still love it.
1: Well, okay, so now I I kind of understand. So you it literally know. is a fan favorite competition that was announced right in front of Aja, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> and I not that yet. Who, as we know, hates a fan favorite vote, or likes to at at least—I think she'll at least appreciate that it's now literally called a fan favorite vote instead of fans voting for Miss Congeniality.
2: Excuse me, it's the Fame Games. Yes. (laughs)
1: Okay. True. Yeah. So so she hates it. Yeah. So again, she just wants it to be announced as fan favorite. Um, Okay. So the fame games though, I guess the part I'm still confused on is we saw them literally unpacking. So that means that they took all their shit Mm -hmm. to another location and are then being wheeled back to the workroom in Angina or Delta's vans (laughs) to take the main stage again. So I'm really.
2: Or love Connie's golf cards.
1: Yes. So I'm really interested to see if, one, if anyone will refuse to do it, like pull an Akira and say, I don't uh, want to come yes. back and lip sync, whatever. I mean, I do like it that, I mean, we hear a lot from people who have not, like you have a gallery each season that's like, here's yeah. all the queen's looks because yeah. they do have so mm-hmm. many great looks that are just, it's so sad that they spent yeah. a lot of money, a lot of time lot of investment yes. on these looks. And so Sometimes this at least
2: 50,000 might not even recoup.
1: <laughs> true. But this at least gives them the opportunity to showcase them in more than just an Instagram photo yeah. that they hope get some pickup mm-hmm. and, and likes. So I do like that. I do appreciate that yeah. part of it.
2: Um, And Rue did say that – Rue explicitly said on the episode two that any additional social media content that the queens wish to choose, they can do. So, this could turn into a full-on campaign that I think is really interesting.
1: So, Heidi in the next episode – in our next episode of this podcast, when we're recapping episode two, Heidi does reveal that she had a different outfit that she was planning to wear on the main stage runway. So, in this case – Knock on wood, Heidi gets eliminated before the final two, three, and she posts on Instagram her original thing. And maybe it's amazing, or maybe she—I don't know—gets it. Oh no, I guess can't get it redone because you're not. No, yeah, because right. you're at that point, you're home and putting stuff on Instagram, but you are mm-hmm. still technically an eliminated queen, or you yeah. like redo the original thing to make it even better, and you put that on there. Um, well, so there could doesn't... all be all kinds of shenanigans. No, I I think that
2: it's. As we know, this fandom it <laughs> will not adhere to any sort of uh parameters, but I yeah. think that they're just gonna vote for who they like anyway. It's really Yeah, not I was gonna, gonna say like who, we know
1: this fandom, it doesn't yeah, matter. Like yeah, it, it is it gonna turn matter. into a fan favorite. Yes, it, it could really be the is. next to next to last queen and it's whoever people like. I'm just like <gasps> I'm just imagining like someone goes home and then spends like fifty grand just to make new outfits that to post on Instagram to then fifty grand.
2: I could see it like let's say if you know we're only two episodes in but and we do not know the eliminations but like let's say if someone like kahana montrese doesn't make it to the final who i do think who her glow up has enough to win over the fandom instead of just being a fan favorite i could see something like that happening too with them voting for her just because she did have such an amazing glow up which i cannot believe i truly like That glow up will be studied in Ivy League schools in the United States of America's collegiate curriculum because that – how is that even the same person? I don't understand. It is – she looks amazing on that runway. That look that she came out in on episode one is one of the all-time best Drag Race looks ever, I think.
1: No, she looks amazing and I did actually see her in the cast of Drag Race – live in vegas she was a she was a stand-in for evie who was i guess filming all-star seven at the time and at first i was like god i barely remember this person and she was she she was great she was like already as good as on this show and that was what a year or two previous i guess to, to going into this and yeah she was so i'm so excited to see her and she does just look spectacular
2: Well Um, yeah, she did let me wear that yellow wig that she got eliminated in on season eleven. So who knows, maybe I'll get eliminated on episode two of EW's All Stars Eight recap podcast. But we can only (laughs) help. Jillian's okay, no, but back
1: to the back to the fame game. Just, I mean, I guess we just have to oh wait my and God,
2: see how we it. still don't understand.
1: This. I still don't understand because I'm just thinking now. Okay, what, what? if they? Because it's not because like there is already like you were saying like there is already a level of unfairness. If like so, if Kahana does all this and then she's out with only one one outfit to show, and like obviously everyone's going to take into account her full her full runways that yeah, season unless they put it on unless the vote is like. How they do it, like you know, likes and like likes and retweets and and like and faves on Instagram for the Final Four, they could do it that way for every single eliminated outfit, and then tally, like, add all of those
2: together. So that well, no, because then that wouldn't be fair to the fourth place finisher, because then that person's only going to have one image.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, because they are, but technically in this game, if people were following the rules, they would only supposed to be looking at that one look, right?
2: Mm -mm. I think I think that what they're we going still to this is. I think what they're going to do is they are going to open the voting only on July 14th. So they're just going to say on July 14th vote for whoever you want to. And there's no rules like they can't police the fandom and why they're voting like it's just not something that we can try to fit into the parameters of fairness. It's because that's just not how it's going to go. The fans are going to vote for who they want to vote for however they want to vote like you know if jimbo is eliminated on episode three like everybody's just going to vote for jimbo regardless of how jimbo's runways look for the rest of the season so that's just how it's going to play out and i think it will be interesting to see if anybody does refuse to do it um that would be because you know that a lot of these ladies leave all stars not too happy so um that could be interesting
1: i mean yeah i guess this is a way to have them hopefully not be quite as upset but We shall see. And as we look ahead to that, we look ahead to future episodes. Um, What are – a couple of questions. So one, what other things are we looking forward to other than ever understanding what the hell the fame came in? (laughs) What are and what are some of our early impressions of potential standouts at this point? And who are we most excited to see return after this first episode if they are different than our potential standouts?
2: jessica wild jessica Jessica wild Wild, jessica fucking (laughs) wild this is a full jessica wild stan podcast now she (laughs) is i mean every second that she is on television i am just so happy yes she is so funny she is so clever her looks are great the way she describes her looks are great. When she described her bad bunny look on episode one, she was just like, "I look like a hooker," and I and I love that. I love like, that. I just she is just, oh, she is next level. I want her to to like just be on my TV every single moment of the day. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That's my takeaway from the first two episodes. Is Jessica wild?
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, buckle up listeners, if you thought we were playing that, I love that drink too much on a season that Jessica Wilde wasn't <laughs> even part of, I am. Um, this is a thing that Joey, this is a place where Joey and I fully agree. We both are on the same page about Jessica Wilde, and it's going to be an unsensible season
2: we're for anyone who's right not now. a Jessica
1: Wilde stand. So be prepared. True.
2: Actually, yeah. Sammy, would you just like to cue that up right now? <laughs> I love that drink.
1: Yeah, there's a couple, the couple others that I actually, I mean, I don't uh, similar levels of just like just seeing their presence, Heidi. whatever they're doing, just fills me with happiness. Like Jessica and Heidi is another Kenya one Michaels.
2: that
1: from day one she what
2: <laughs> I just said Kenya, uh, Michaels.
1: <laughs> Kenya Michael's moment. Yes, and Lala is another one that at first I was uh-huh. a little worried about. Like, like no. I, I always no, I was like just a little bit worried about like if she would um glow up enough for the judges so i was like worried mm-hmm. about like is this going to be like sometimes people go back too soon or you know just i just never know honestly like what the judges are looking for in an all-star season. Sometimes it's like, you know, like Adore was like as adore as ever and that's what her fans fans love her for. And that's what she was getting read for, wearing a very adore-like outfit on All-Stars too. So um I think because I had just watched all these all-stars, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like sometimes the judges just don't have the same perception of somebody's progress as I do. So, but Lala is one of those people who I just love so much. And I think she really has Um, had a major glow up as well. And James also, like I barely, you know, James is the first eliminated on her season. We, I really hadn't seen her too much, a couple of YouTube videos, but I, you know, wasn't following her account. And it wasn't until the Bitch Who Stole Christmas, (laughs) Christmas movie, where she like fully (laughs) won me over. And so she is another one that I really um i'm just like filled with joy at her like personality and every time i see her on the screen so i am like very much looking forward to her as well
2: yes and i agree with all of that i can't think of anybody who i'm like rooting against this season i think that this cast is so fun and i think they all have a lot to prove but i mean yeah jessica wilde obviously uh the other ones that i am super excited by obviously lala i am obsessed with lala Ree. i think the thing with lala is why i don't agree with your assessment of lala is because i think that lala did bring it on her original season and just wasn't appreciated enough like that gold lame look that she had was mm. so good um i think a lot of people just associate her with the bagball look and like yeah. yes it's iconically <laughs> bad but I have to do my little Lala revisionist history professor re moment when she was like, I'm an award winning designer. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yes. yes. Like, but she deserved it for like a lot of her looks were really good from her original season, and she's an incredible performer. And I am obsessed with Lala too. Candy Muse, obviously, I am a big Candy Muse fan. And Heidi, uh, duh. Like, Heidi is. Came to this so like a lot of people are talking about Kahana's glow up, but Heidi's glow up. I think we just kind of all got used to it because we're used to seeing her on Holland Closet and on tour, and since the show, so her glow up isn't getting as much of a of the praise that it deserves because we are just used to Heidi now just being excellent. But she came in. Everything she has done so far has that damn gap on it, that gap branding, and she looks amazing. Her makeup is incredible. So Nicki Minaj, I challenge you to hate. Heidi and closets makeup <laughs> this season because it's amazing.
1: Okay, so the thing that worries me about having so many faves is that All Stars shenanigans, like, is known for these like big dramatic twists of Naomi no. pulling Manila's lipstick no. or the Don't Jimbo speak. and Pangina Don't. thing. <laughs> but is that, does that worry you? I mean, you know, I have my issues with, with drama. Even I like talking about it in the yes. moment. I hate it, even though later I'm like, Oh yeah, it's an exciting season for having it, but I don't know. It does worry me. And it worries me that when people are in an alliance together, because we know that probably something's going to happen where two of them are in the bottom and one of them's in the top, just so we can have that moment yep. of them voting for each other.
2: I think that's why we got such focused shots on, the alliancing on these first two episodes because i feel like they're setting up for something to happen um yeah unfortunately involving either jimbo heidi uh uh, candy and lala because that's who we saw strategizing so i feel like something's coming but we'll just have to we'll have to see and as happy as we were to see her back in the workroom 10 years later, we sadly bid farewell to the divine Monica Beverly Hills after Aja won the lip sync against Kahana Montrese, the challenge-winning queen, which tipped the balance into the hands of the group vote who deemed Monica the first to leave us on All Stars 8. So stay tuned for our candid chat with Monica in which she discusses what she would have done for the talent show, her reaction to Nasha Lopez voting for her to go home, and why she's stepping back from drag again to focus on activism coming up next Welcome back to EW's Quick Drag Podcast. I am so excited to welcome my next guest today because I am joined by Living Herstory and a huge part of the RuPaul's Drag Race legacy. Unfortunately, though, we had to say goodbye to her on the first episode of All Stars 8, but her impact will surely be felt long after the show. Please welcome Monica Beverly Hills. Thank you so much for being here with me.
0: Oh, thank you guys for having me.
2: Of course. I mean, Monica, I just want to say hats off to you. I think that everything you do is just pure excellence. And it was so lovely to see you back on TV. So I hope you are proud of what you were
0: able to accomplish. I'm beyond proud of myself. Um, You know, seeing myself back on TV 10 years later um, is such a huge accomplishment for me. I never thought that I'd be walking back into those workrooms as truly Monica. So You know, I am a little sad that I got eliminated, but I'm thinking, I'm staying to the positive of all the things that I've accomplished so far. So Mm -hmm. that keeps me going.
2: Yes, and we hope to see it keep going for a very long time after the show. Um, But coming back, you had, I mean, let me just say, you had amazing looks in the mini runways (laughs) and on the final runway too. I thought your look was so good. Um, But for the main challenge... It was girl groups, which is a little bit of a shift to the All-Stars <laughs> format. So were you surprised that it wasn't the talent show? Because that's usually what kicks off All-Stars. So were you surprised that it wasn't
0: the talent show? And if it was going to be the talent show,
2: what would you have done?
0: Oh, my God. Well, I'll tell you this much. You can see it on my face. I was gooped and gagged because <laughs> I was coming into this like, I've already watched a couple of episodes of All-Stars. It's going to be the talent show and the reading talent so as the girls were coming in, I'm looking at them and also reading them in my head, like, okay, I got to read for her, or <laughs> read for her, or read for her, and so and so. So when this came and happened, I was like, oh, I think I was a little bit too prepared for this, and it's not happening right now. So mm-hmm. gag. Oh. So, what
2: was your reads? Tell me some of the reads you had. <laughs>
0: well all i'm gonna say is this you know seeing the show back i was like wow you know they gave they gave us the rupaul uh filter because half them <laughs> girls did not look as gorgeous as they looked on camera all <laughs> I, that's all i'm gonna say okay
2: <laughs> yes monica
0: going out with a bang
2: i love it i love <laughs> it um what did, did you have like a talent prepared though for if it was the talent show
0: Yeah, I was going to um, basically uh, dance, because a lot of people don't know I'm a dancer. I've been Mm -hmm. dancing since the age of about uh, 13 in professional dance groups. That's actually how I knew Neysha for so many years. Mm. Okay. So I was going to do a cute little dance number and, you know, something real cute, but it didn't get to happen, I guess.
2: Well, maybe we'll get to see it someday on Instagram or something. You You never know. (laughs) Well... I do want to talk about the the girl group challenge, though, because in preparing for the challenge, you told Nasha in the workroom that you were in your head. But I did, I think watching it back and watching the preparation for the choreography when you were all practicing on the stage, it didn't appear that you were struggling that much. So so what did you mean when you said that you were in your head? And can you sort of describe the struggle of the prep for the challenge?
0: Yeah. If anybody who knows me, I don't really care to be – girl groups to me, I don't – it's a lot of <laughs> pressure because not only are you performing for yourself, but you have to be concerned with everybody else in the group. You have to look cohesive. So when I mentioned that, it was not necessarily about me being my own head about myself. It was about the group as a whole, because you know we might be judged as a group. And I wasn't that confident with the choreography. I felt like it was just all over the place. And you only have a little bit of time to do this in. So it's like, you know, feel confident about it or not. So mentioning me mentioning that is what I really meant, as and I'm not confident within this group as a whole, us going into this.
2: I see. I see. So did you attempt to voice your concern? Cause I know you did say it in a confessional, but did you attempt to voice it um to them? Oh,
0: oh yeah. There's one thing about Monica this time, I don't have a filter. So I <laughs> I concern I said it a couple of times and then I was cursing after a couple of times and then I had an attitude about it because nobody was kind of like you know it, everybody was just like let's get it done and let's do what we have to do which i understand it's a lot of pressure on the first date you know yeah. so that's
2: maybe where the nerves were coming from when you actually did the challenge because it felt like what i'm what I'm gathering is that it sort of felt disjointed to you preparing for the yeah
0: challenge. oh yeah and then seeing the other group perform you know they were so just being themselves and everything felt together so good it was just like okay i feel like not all of us are professional dancers here and yeah. we're all getting yeah. lost in what this should really be. Mm-hmm. So that's how do I feel you,
2: Do you think it. you would have fared better in the other group?
0: Yes, definitely. Because yeah. I, I mean, I love choreography. Don't get me wrong, but what I do best is be myself. So I felt like during our, our, our girl group, I was just trying to get it done instead of like having fun with it, which is the main thing you're supposed to be doing is having fun with this, yeah. you know?
2: Well, I'm sorry that it didn't turn out to be that that particular part didn't turn out to be so fun for you. But I I think this episode was fun in a lot of other ways. I mean, we saw Candy, Jimbo and Heidi sort of strategizing and forming an alliance right out of the gate. So I'm wondering (laughs) if you were aware of this, like, were they trying to hide the fact that they were alliancing? Or was it sort of common knowledge?
0: Well, for me, I'm not, I'm, I'm a girl from the streets. So I'm very aware of my surroundings. <laughs> so, and I know these girls from like, I, I don't know them personally, but I've seen them, you know, they tour a lot together and they're yeah. always, they're, they're together a lot. So to me, it's like, why would they not have an alliance coming into this? You know what I'm saying? I know how this game works. So basically I played it as in everybody had an alliance. So that's how I looked at it as in, okay, everybody's strategically planning something. We're all nice now, but everybody's on their own plan of how, you know, to get on top.
2: Yes, you were ready. The guard was up. Did you try to reach out to anybody to form an alliance?
0: Um, uh, I kind of played that. I played the faculty with Naysha, but I coming into this, I made a promise to myself that I was not going to do that. I mean, I was going to try to get along with everybody. I'd be friends with everybody. i stay focused on the competition, which really is myself, because sometimes I can get really in my head. So yeah. I was really focused on that. on staying focused on the competition and not getting in. Getting it in, getting it in back in my head like I I normally can do.
2: Yeah. Do you maybe think now in hindsight that you should have maybe changed the strategy?
0: Um. No. Uh, if I would say that, that would be like me saying, "Oh, I regret this." Mm-hmm. Um. But if I had a chance to do it again, yes, I would. Yeah. Yes, I, I will keep it at that.
2: Uh, let's go to the judging, because this wasn't interesting judging. I mean, you performed oh, the, the song, Money, Success, Fame, Glamour, <laughs> and then Michelle said that she could feel that you were nervous, and that and then you did get emotional on stage. So how did it feel getting those critiques in the moment, and why do you think it impacted you so much to the point that you got emotional and broke down on the stage?
0: Well, because, you know, you come into this and you want to do everything right. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be perfect. And the girl group really threw, it threw me off my game. Like, it really did mess me up of, like, how the game was supposed to be played. So, me, you know, trying to feel like everything's okay, but knowing, I know that the judges felt it. Because, I mean, me watching it back myself, I'm like, oh, I'm cringing. Like, yeah. if I didn't know this girl, I'd be like, poor her. Like, she's just too in her head. She needs to just let go and just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I care this time coming around. You know, I'm very serious about my craft. So being judged again, being in that same spot that I was judging so many years ago was like PTSD for me. Yeah. So it was just like, I'm. what do I do? Would I just stay quiet or just let them know how I feel? And at that moment, I felt very overwhelmed, not mm-hmm. even with the competition, but just with myself and being in this moment and being here 10 years later. It's a lot. It's a lot at one time.
2: Would you say it's more difficult being in the position of coming back after 10 years and receiving those critiques than it was the first time around?
0: Yeah, because people hold you to a standard and yeah. you kind of hold yourself to a standard, you know, and then you think about all the trans babies I look up to you and all the mothers that hit you up, that that you're an idol in their eyes. You, all of that goes in effect, you know, you're being judged and you're just like, man, I may have just ruined this moment. And i worked so goddamn hard to be in this position where I am now. So, you know, if I didn't care, I would have been like, oh, girl, whatever, you know, but I care.
2: Yeah. And look, your worth is, and I know you know this, but your worth is not defined by placement on a show. Like you didn't ruin anything. I think that you have a lot to be proud of. And like you said, people still reach out to you. Like you said, in that first interview we did last year that, you know, people still reach out to you. They still look up to you. So there's still so much more coming from the Monica Beverly Hills legacy. Oh
0: definitely we're just getting started we're just
2: getting started yes because you did say in our prior interview that you almost quit drag so did leaving all-stars give you that same outlook or like you're fully committed to it for the long haul this time
0: um i'm gonna say this much i am always gonna be monica beverly hill that's my drag persona but in a time and place right now where we're at i just feel that my voice is more more it's gonna i'm gonna get more out of my voice more of my activism work. Right now, that's my number one. That's something that drives me, that makes me look forward to stuff every day. Helping others have has really helped me in the long run. I love drag, don't get me wrong. I'm always going to be a drag queen. And yeah, you will see me here and there do gigs, but that, I cannot lie, that's not my number one go-to as as the moment in my life right now. You know, I think there's so much going on with trans individuals in the media and stuff that my voice needs to be focused toward that right now.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that that is
2: a really important place to to put your voice right now. So taking a step back from performing as a drag queen and leaning more into activist.
0: Yes, yes,
2: definitely. Right. Well, I do want to talk about Untucked too. Um, (laughs) There was a moment that was somewhat comical. Um, Alexis sort of broke down and started crying over her reception in Untucked. And it seemed like she started doing this uh maybe in the midst of your moment as well so what did you feel about that then and what was the energy like in the room when she did that
0: Oof, it was a lot going on in that room and then when <laughs> that happened it threw me for a loop because i'm like oh now we're gonna be playing this game now it's gonna be like which bitch could have the most camera time here right oh, no. so th- i felt kind of like uh kind of disgusted at the moment with her but then i was like uh what can i expect we're in a reality show we're taping a goddamn show a lot of stuff is gonna happen that is not okay with me and it's okay whatever but i just felt like here she goes getting the show and Mm -hmm. it wasn't even supposed to be that kind of moment you know it's supposed to be kahana's moment and then all of that happened in the midst of all that but when she started crying i was just like well there goes that girl back in her season coming out again well are you okay with her now did you talk
2: about it with her Uh after
0: Yes, yes, yes. You know, this is one thing I can say with this cast. We're very, very uh shady, but we're also (laughs) like we're always open to conversations of like, okay, how how did that make you feel? How about this? And we're very close. And it's weird because with season five, it was very like, yeah, you see the girls on the road, but you know, we have group messages. We're always cheering each other on and you know, just words of encouragement. So I really do actually like this cast. I didn't I didn't really want to like them as much as I like them. (laughs) <laughs> but i do like them you know I do. <laughs> that's good to hear we
2: love to hear that we always love to hear that um well naysha did also tell candy it i think this was an untuck too that it was like a side conversation that she couldn't vote for you because you two knew each other personally but i think she actually did end up voting for you to go home so yeah did you two have a conversation about that afterward i'm wondering uh, we did
0: went. at actually last week at press after we saw it i was i i was kind of hurt i'm not going to lie and i'm the kind of person that i don't care where we're at the moment's the moment i'm going to bring it to you because i'm not what i'm not going to do is tweet and twat and i don't fight on instagram and do all that ghetto stuff that's not me Mm -hmm. never has been me so if you're around me we're going to address the situation if you like it or not so i bring it to her and i was just like you know but me and nation known for so long i just felt like she didn't take it serious and she just thought you know, like, hey, it was a show, whatever. But I I was told you did not vote for me. And then I find out on TV you did vote for me. That does kind of put a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth with you. But me and Aisha have that type of relationship. We've known each other for years. I'll just, She knows how I feel about it. And that's that. And if we were ever to be put back in this position, I would definitely vote her out. Interesting, interesting. So you,
2: so you went this entire time from filming, thinking that she didn't vote for you, and you only found out at the press screening.
0: Yes, because you know, as oh. everybody knows, the girls write write you letters at the end of, oh my God. of the thing, and it was said over and over. I didn't vote for you, yada yada. But the people who did vote for me, let me know, and I was okay with that. And you know, that's why I think I'm kind of close to Candy because Candy let me know off the back what it was. Yeah. And you can't you can't help but respect people who are letting you know, and like la la. And um, Heidi, and you know, just stuff like that. It's just like certain people are playing the game as in, okay, it's a reality show, whatever, yada, yada, yada. But don't realize that some people are actually playing this with their feelings, too, also.
2: Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay, that is interesting information. I'll be sure to ask Nisha about that, too. Yeah. Um, about mm-hmm. why she, um, you know didn't tell you that long because i understand like it's a personal relationship and like sometimes you know if you do things that's that can be a scary thing to confront those things in a personal oh, relationship
0: oh it so, is you know and, and mm-hmm. she knows how i am i'm the kind of person mm-hmm. that you know i yeah i can apologize and stuff but i do kind of hold a grudge until i'm ready to let it go so yeah. we're, that's where we're at right now at the moment
2: so you haven't let it go yet
0: oh hell no i'm puerto rican okay <laughs> i do not let go things go very easily <laughs> But, but um, I will, Mark, I, will yeah. I will though when I want mm-hmm. to though on my side yes. I will yeah mm-hmm.
2: well, that's good that's how families work things out you know things happen Definitely. you get through it, you'll get through it eventually um yeah. but I I do wonder if you can take me back to the moment when Aja revealed that it was your lipstick because Aja won the lip sync and then revealed that the group had voted you out. So can you describe in detail what was running through your mind at that very moment when you saw your name on that lipstick?
0: I'm not going to lie. I didn't hit me that the girls voted to me. until I got back to the hotel room because there's a lot going on. And I already was in my head and I was so nervous. So I was like, this might be the moment you're going to stay. And if you do stay, you're going to have to confront these girls. You're going to have to have conversations that are kind of uncomfortable. Now, if you do go home, how's that going to look for you? So in my mind, when they're speaking, it's like, everything is quiet. I don't hear nothing. I'm just, all I hear is myself literally shaking because I'm so nervous. Yeah. But, um, as I said earlier, you know, these conversations were had and untugged. I'm I have to vote for so-and-so because of because of because. And I was okay with that. So going back to the whole tub room, yeah, I was in my fittings a little bit, but I was like, I can't help, I can't be mad if these conversations were already had. Yeah. You know, we're gonna vote for this person, yada, yada, yada. If everybody did get good in my group, I'm not going to vote this person if they're on the bottom. So those conversations were already had. So I was already coming from that understanding as in, okay, maybe I did suck. And hey, they couldn't vote her out because she was better than me. And this is what it came down to. But I'm not going to lie. I feel like, oh, okay, well, did y'all not like me? But, you know, if the conversations were not had, that's what my mentality would be. But the conversations were had. So I had no choice but to be like fair. It's a fair game, you know? I was only thrown by the loop that my good Judy for so many years is voting me out.
2: Yeah. What do you think it... Does it hurt more or less coming from the judges? Because the judges eliminated you on season five, but then it was your sisters who eliminated you this time. Does it... Which one sort of hurts the most?
0: I think um, coming from the girls, of course, because you start... You know, it makes you feel... It makes it go back to being in elementary school when you were bullied on and you were not the cool kid and you didn't have what it takes to be on dance groove because of this, this, this and that. You know, it took me back to that place. But then it was just like, also, excuse my language, fuck them bitches. They missed out. So whatever. Yeah. They wanted me to go home. That's on them. So it's a little bit of both. But yeah.
2: Well, the last thing I'll ask you is, I mean, you're you're not out of the running though. We still have the Fame Games <laughs> twist. We actually <laughs> got to see you working the runway in your net gala look on the next episode. I thought that was so great that we actually are going to get to see the eliminated queens walking the runway
0: in these looks. I definitely love, and that's another thing I was happy about. I, I in the mix of it, I was like, "F the F, F the Fame Games." I wanted to win the two hundred thousand. It's not fair. Whatever, whatever. But as the pain goes away and you know the light comes back in your life for that moment, you got to realize, well, damn, I really have a an opportunity for fifty thousand and to win a, you know, to be queen of the fame game, the first of queen of the fame games. So, yes, yeah, yes. definitely.
2: So, what can you then tease about your runways coming up, and how do you think you'll fare in the fame games? And what would you say to people to sort of get them on your side to vote for you?
0: <laughs> oh, I haven't even thought this far. Um, I mean, definitely it has to be more of a presence on, um, on social media. I'm not really, I'm I'm t- starting to get there, but definitely with my looks, all my looks I was involved with this, this time around, you know, they definitely come from me and the designers and I'm excited to show, they definitely show Monica 2.0, how much I've evolved in my hair, my makeup, my drag as a whole, and as I am as a person too. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I can't wait to see them. I am so excited to see you walking the runway every single episode. Um, I thought that was great. Um, And I I just can't wait to see what you do outside of the show, too. I know you said we're taking a step back from regularly performing in drag, but more activism. I think that's so important right now. So we'll be on the
0: lookout for you. Definitely. Thank you so much.
2: We bid you adieu not soft and supple, but drenched and dragged as we soak up the excellence of our acai cocktails and brace for two months of All Stars 8 recaps ahead.
1: You won't have to wait long to hear from us again, as we'll be back, back, back again to recap episode two on your feeds tomorrow, and then new episodes will drop every Tuesday throughout the All Stars 8 season. So please make sure you're subscribed to our feed, and please rate and review us after you listen to tell us how much you love that drink.
2: Until next time, we're going to bring this back and try again until we get it right. Jillian, energy, have a blessed
1: night. (laughs) No, we have to get this one to a countdown.
2: Three, two, one. Have a blessed blessed night. night. Okay. That was our best one today. That was our best one today. (gasps) Wait, <laughs> G- Jillian, what, what's wrong? We, we finally pulled it off.
1: I wasn't sure how I'd be received. And I hoped that it would be well. It was amazing.
2: <laughs> Quick Drag is hosted and produced by Joey Nolte and Jillian Cedarholm. produced and edited by Sammy Junio, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. This weather. Ooh,
0: cloudy weather. Ooh.
1: <sighs> I love that drink. <laughs>